0: live from orlando florida you're now listening to the ozone podcast the voice of orlando magic fans join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest magic news and updates the show starts now What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast. I'm trying to get through the intro, Al. <laughs> we are your hosts, Al. Myself, Anthony. We're joined by our Atlanta Magic HQ writer, Kieran. The reason why we're laughing and we're struggling is right before we came on air, we just received a notification about uh, the Boston Celtics head coach, getting officially suspended by the Boston <laughs> Celtics. Um, man, it's really good to be an Orlando Magic fan. It's really bad to be a Celtics fan. Like, yeah, it is. It is <laughs> the the NBA is such a unique league. Like there is literally no days off. Like I can't, I can't even like it. enjoy like 11 o'clock at night. You receive this. This everyone gets a notification from watch saying something happened. But nobody knows what happened. But it's so <laughs> vague that you're forced for like a few hours. You're you're forced to go to sleep wondering what the hell happened with the Boston Celtics. And you yeah. wake up like, holy, this, wow, bro. You know what That's I real... found
1: funny is like the, I I know Woj was planning to milk the whole thing for like probably another two days. Just so he could go on ESPN and talk more about it. And Shams just beat him to the punch like right in the morning. And I wake up like, OK, he's there. I know what Woj is planning, man. That's his whole scheme. It's so a, it was it's such, hilarious.
0: It's such a dirty job. Watch has to be like <laughs> easily the most hated person in NBA circles. Like he has to be hated. Yeah. I can't there's not one person outside that doesn't work inside of ESPN that can honestly say, like, man, I, I love this dude just airing out every <laughs> little thing. You know who he reminds me of? Do You guys watch Game of Thrones? No, I don't. Oh, man, I can't because we yeah. me and my wife, we just restarted watching Game of Thrones. If you don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm really sorry. You're not going to be able to relate to this. But there's this there's this guy in the in the first season. I think his Viserys. I think that's how you say it. Anyways, his thing is, is that he knows everything. He has little birdies everywhere. That's like giving him information. That's who Wash is. Well. Yeah. is that dude yeah. that knows everything about everywhere. And there's not there's nothing you can do to escape it. Yeah. If it's happening, it's being told to everybody.
1: Oh yeah, you can't get Amazing. past him. Like he'll he'll post something about some like some like Division three guy signing a uh, Exhibit ten contract on like, uh, <laughs> Shanghai Sharks and, and and for no reason too, like just randomly. So everyone's getting a warning notification. Like, oh, what happened? Like something something cool happened. And you look, it's yeah. like the most random, most irrelevant thing that no NBA fans get carried. Like, okay, he just wants every little scoop, every possible scoop. He wants it. It's crazy. Like, like
0: literally, this one he could have let go. He could have he could have really let this one go. <laughs> Like for real, had, someone else could have. have had that. It could yeah. have been Chris Haynes, it could have been Mark Spears, like anybody but you. No, he took but he, he, nah, he, had, he, he had to.
1: And then he put he put his own little marking on the graphic too. The first thing he said is yeah, like he, he promoted <laughs> <You> know, himself.
0: <laughs> he had enough time. Good. He had enough time for that. <laughs> and and he left he left you with a cliffhanger. Like my my guy, like why, why? Why not just release Everything that you knew altogether in one in one tweet. He has
1: a business model. He he wants everything to just get stirring. He can get people talking about him. And then hours later, he releases the news. Like, oh wow, Woj is so on top of everything. Wow, he's going through this process. He's really taking his time. Like, no, he's just withholding. It's not it's nothing different. He knew all of this this whole time. He just wanted to make a, he wanted to make some he wanted to make some revenue out of it.
0: I imagine I imagine him like reaching out to the Celtics and be like, yo this is what I heard. Y'all got about two hours to tell me everything <laughs> you know. If you don't tell me anything, I want to leak out the little bit that I do know until I know more. That's what I think.
2: I mean, what, a, what a week for the Celtics though, huh? So they lose their starting center. This happens yeah. with the her coach. And then a few weeks back, we got the Gallinari news as well. That he's going to be out quite a while with his knee injury. So it's like Man, you make the finals. You're about to, to turn the page here and have a great season. And
1: here we are. Right after. I mean, I mean, like the thing is, is like they have they had a, a pretty odd formula because they started out just the same as they were looking the last couple years, where they're playing team mid 500 team, and then all of a sudden they go on a run, which like look really promising. A lot of it was you can credit to Ime. and now that that's gone, I'm like, and they're down Rob Williams, down a good bench piece in Gallo. It, it's looking rough, I mean they did add Brogdon, which is going to hopefully could be good for them but I, I don't know I don't know if they can be anywhere near what they were last year they were a force last year, like a real force so
0: yeah oh, man but that. but kudos to to eman for at least sticking with it like he's he's gonna get that dude's gonna get so bashed. like guy <laughs> like, oh it's Nia, it's knee along bro like you bro. can't you can't what's wrong with you <laughs> like you got you're you're literally by yourself the whole world is against you. Yeah. He, he might as well just pull a Scott Skiles and just kind of hide under a rock for like a <laughs> decade. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That'd be my him. advice. That'd be my <laughs> advice. All right. Good well. Design. I guess I guess we're going to talk about magic basketball, right? I guess so. Yeah. We, I so, guess, it, I guess. Right? <laughs> so in in today's episode, we we talked last week about um really jumping into our our season preview. But before we jump into our season preview, want to highlight a couple things. First and foremost, man, big shout out to the Germany team and to Franz for getting that bronze. Really really big deal for them. Um I know that they experienced some injuries so they really didn't have a full healthy roster. Um, but you just know that this team is going to be dangerous as the time goes by. And I think that as much as the fans were really, really kind of, it was kind of like a, like a, a, a pool and, and push kind of deal where you really didn't want Fran to be out there playing after he hurt himself because we didn't want him to risk missing training camp and, and miss the season. But man, Kieran, just cause we, we haven't been able to hear your perspective, how great do you feel this experience will be for Franz going into the season?
1: I think it's huge. Like I, I, I wrote it in, in the article I posted. Like there's like, there's a lot of players that are big in the NBA that were big in the NBA. When they're European, they got a big start with stuff like Eurobasket with playing in FIBA, because that's where you really get to develop your skills. And, and you really get to be around a lot of veteran pressure, a real like fast paced or, or a little more uh, fundamentally paced game. And then when you're only 21 years old like Franz and you're the, the premier focus of the defense in this very veteran tailored style of play, that's huge for him. Like that's just insanely huge. He already has this veteran presence to him now that we can say, okay, Franz is probably going to be one of like the, the top two leaders on this team or the top two guys that you're going to look up to. Obviously, other than vets like Gary Harris and T. Ross, but on the court leaders, I would say Franz is going to have a, a very, you know, demanding presence. So I, I think that it was a, a really good experience for him. And I know there was a lot of hesitation with like after that huge, the ankle injury, it looked, it did look nasty. I mean, I, I myself, I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I was like, I don't know if I want him to play because that looked awful. I don't want him to make it worse. And then come into the season with on a bum ankle, but he did and he killed it right after, you know, like he just destroyed Greece. He did that nasty step back on Giannis. It was like, okay, he's clearly good. We just have an Ironman in our team, you know, no big deal. But I I, I was really, I, I really do think it's going to be a uh, like a really impactful experience. I really hope he does it, you know, years coming because it was, it was a great experience for for the viewers too. Like you, you really enjoyed watching it, didn't you?
0: Yeah. And, and I think that what, what people really need to highlight is the fact that you're, you're right, man, this dude was able, it looked like a really bad injury. So the fact that he was able to play through it, like, it gives me confidence that, you know, if, if, Somehow, you know, we we miraculously are able to put like a, a real playoff push together, and something happens that we're not going to, you know, miss him for a season and a half. Like this is someone yeah. that you know is is capable of of pushing through. Like his body is strong enough in order to do that. So that's definitely exciting. Now, with that being said, there's not a whole lot of basketball going on right now. Now that Euro basketball is is done, now training camp is right around the corner. We're getting ready for media day um but in in true social media fashion uh, we have ESPN and also you know CBS Sports that you know they they don't they don't like to stay quiet they like to make make some noise and and come out with this this magical thing called a a top 100 player ranking that nobody ever agrees on there's not one top 100 ranking that collectively the world says man you guys got it like you that was it. that was great man what what team did you guys have you know reviewing that that was that was amazing so obviously an- another highlighted scenario where the orlando magic really isn't highlighted at all it's it's great so let's start off with espn so espn only had one orlando magic player in their top 100 and <laughs> you know they they put paulo they put the one player that's never played for the Orlando Magic in an official capacity at number 82, which is
1: which better is than I can say. I'm Better right. than I can say I expected. I was
0: maybe 99. Man, at, at the, not, the best. not not bad. Never, never put on uh, never played on the court for the Orlando Magic in an official capacity. He's already our 82nd in the NBA. It's great. Um so we'll, we'll start off with that one before we get to the next one. Al, what are your thoughts? It's, is 82 too high? Is 82 too low? Should Paulo really even be on that list? Like, what, what, what are you thinking? So that's the thing,
2: right? So my opinion is Paulo has not played in the NBA yet. So how can he be better than, you know, 300 other dudes that have been in the NBA, have been playing, but especially a few that played in the Magic last year and actually played fairly well. I think of a guy like Wendell Carter. I think of a guy like Franz Wagner who actually had great seasons and you know in the case of Franz was one of the top rookies in last year's draft class. Um if I'm not mistaken four out of those guys that were in the in the first team for all rookies made in the top 100 for ESPN the only one that didn't make it was Franz. Mm-hmm. So it's surprising to me how certain things are happening it, but one thing that just this clarifies to me which is not surprising to any of us that are Magic fans it's how little ESPN knows about the Magic. It's that simple. It's easy to say Paolo is the number one pick. He's a great dude that played an amazing career at Duke, made it to the you know the, the finals last year in college. Hey, he's a good guy. Good guy. Let's put him in the top 100. But if you actually watch the Magic, you would know that guys, again, like Wendell and Franz should also be there, probably higher than Paolo is right now. So happy for Paulo. I'm happy to see at least one Magic player out there. But come on, man. Do your research. Do better, USBN.
0: Yeah. Were there, I had I, I didn't get a chance to look at the whole entire 100 list because I, I refuse to pay for the paywall. But <laughs> um, were there any other rookies on that list? Did we get a Chet? Did we get a Jabari? I, I,
1: I'm pretty sure. An Ivy. Not. I, I don't, I think Paolo was the only one. I, I know on, on another one, um, Keegan Murray was ranked ahead of Franz. Uh, at some level i'm pretty sure keegan murray was actually i think it was this one i know i i know keegan murray was on one of those lists and, and they picked him over franz and i don't remember if chet was there i think chet might not be on just because of the injury but
0: yeah so i i, I personally think is. that when it comes to these lists i don't i don't i just don't think rookie should should be on that list
1: oh yeah i, no.
0: I don't i i believe that he has a potential to be the 82nd best player in the nba <laughs> Um, he's definitely not getting paid as one. So that's that's a bonus. Um, but I, I think that they should be players that are established. I, I don't I don't see how in any capacity Franz is not on that list. Yeah. Like why? And, it, and it then kind of kind of taking a step forward. Why isn't Wendell on that list? I'm not exactly. saying that, man, the one of the worst teams in the NBA deserves to have, you know, three players on the top one hundred, because if we really did have three players on the top one hundred, we wouldn't be the last team in the NBA. I get it. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, f- either Franz or Wendell should definitely have, you know, a, a little bit of that that respect. I think that, you know, Paulo has more of the the name and the flash and you know, it's great for us, but if we're really like dissecting the top one hundred. And I personally don't think Paulo should be on that list.
1: I mean, I I see it as the way like every other player, you know, Franz made all rookie first team, right? Every other player on all rookie first team, Jalen Green, Cade, uh, Mobley, Scotty, they all made the list. And they were all like top 60 or something like that. Top 50, top 60. So the crazy part to me is how you can have all four of them, right? And Franz wasn't even the one that got the least amount of votes. Franz was top three in the rookie of the year race for a good majority of the year. And these are like the same – these voters, they're like official NBA voters. They're media voters. How do you just have him left off the list? Like how do you just forget him compared to the other players that you have at top 50, top 40, who are on literally on his same level as, as described by all rookie first team? So, yeah. it's, it's, again, it's an image issue. You know, this is, we're just not out there yet.
0: Yeah, so I actually – I have the list here in front of me. So, Palo 82. So, Palo, according to ESPN – is better than the following. 83, Aaron Gordon. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Like, who, who did that? That was great. Uh 84, Jonas Valensunas. I could never pronounce his last name right. You know who it is. 85, Jordan Clarkson. 86, The Unicorn, Porzingis. 87, Malcolm Brogdon. 88, uh, Nurkic. We got 89, Mike Conley, Buddy Heald at 90, Anthony um, Simons Simmons at 91, and Butchering the Saints 92, Christian Wood, D'Lo at 93, Brandon Clark, 94, Keegan Murray, 95, Seth Curry, 96, Kevin Love, 97,
1: Jeez. Mitchell
0: Robinson, 98, Grant Williams, 99, and Bogdan at 100.
1: I, I don't know oh. how you could say that either of those guys are better like uh, almost a good like, probably ten of those guys you mentioned. I don't. I don't know how you could say any of them are better than Wendell.
2: Oh, uh, Wendell. And, and I'm going there real quick. So you're telling me that Grant Williams, who's a backup on the Boston Celtics, is a better player than Wendell Carter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Another one yes, too. I love ESPN. the Curry
2: family. ESPN right? is
0: disrespectful.
2: They are. I love Currys. Right? Steph is my dude. But you're telling me that Seth Curry, which I love to death, great shooter. We'll love to have him in the Magic one day. It's better than Wendell Carter. So let me ask you this question. If I call the Nets right now and say, hey, I'm going to trade you Wendell Carter. All you got to do is give me Seth Curry. They would they, say no to that deal.
1: No, they, they, they're not even that. They'll drive Seth Curry to <laughs> Orlando for you. Like, the, it's, it's that simple. Like, there's no way that either of those, like, the players you're mentioning, there's no way any team would say no to just a one-for-one spot for Wendell. Because Wendell has like more potential than like all of those guys. Wendell and is one, better. And one more thing I noticed, guys. too,
2: is so you got Paolo, 82, Keegan Murray at 95. Chet, I'm assuming because he got hurt, is not on the list. But then Jabari Smith Jr., who was supposed to be the first pick in the draft, ended up going third. It's not in the top 100.
0: He's not in the top 100, but you're going to love this, Al. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think is 81? Just throw a name out there. 81. 81. You're going to no love it. You're going to love it. Josh Kitty, mean, 81.
2: Come on, man. <laughs> better than Paolo.
0: Okay. Josh Giddy, 81.
2: No, I didn't know that. But that's,
0: that's what's weird. It's like you put Josh Giddy in there, but but you're not putting Franz? Like, really? We're exactly. really saying that. Like that's can
1: I, can I ask that's you weird. This out? Is, is Herb Jones on that list?
0: No. Nah, like, I didn't see
2: it. And I'll, I'll, I'm checking right now, but he is not. No.
0: Lonzo okay. Ball, that yeah. has no legs, nothing. <laughs> 78. Honorable. You have Ben Simmons, 76. Oh, my that's God. That's a little disrespectful. I, I get the bad publicity. I get it, but that's it's a little so
1: disrespectful. He's, I think he's still good. He still has. All right.
2: We're going to spend one more minute on this topic, and I'm going I'm to bring this <laughs> up real quick. Number 39, Scotty Barnes. I agree or disagree? <laughs> Disagree. Uh, He's better than Zion. Better than the Mellow Ball. <laughs> better than, let's see, it's going Draymond Green.
0: Better than CJ McCollum. Hey Amen. Voo, Vooch 57. Tobias Harris 56.
1: Listen. Wow. So they're respecting the magic, just a little a little, a little, late. A little, a little, a little bit late. late. Yeah,
0: accor- late. According, according to ESPN, we had a squad because. <laughs> Vooch is in there. Aaron Gordon is in there.
1: Let me ask you, where's Alfred Payton now? Top 25 at least, right?
0: 23rd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now kind of jumping into CBS Sports before we get into our season preview. CBS Sports Sports only had one Orlando Magic player. This time it's Franz. Paulo did not make the top 100 list. It's Franz at 97, putting him ahead of the likes of Russell Westbrook.
1: That that one I saw a post on like Lakers Twitter or something that they were furious about. They were there, there, furious, was a, man. There, there was they a there was a couple that were, but just they don't solugional. even like Russell
0: Westbrook themselves. That, like, that's they the can't, point.
1: They can't. It's it's a weird, we're we're that know? like disrespected to a point where not even the players they don't like they would rather have him over a Magic player. But then there were some that were like they at least had their head on straight. They said, you know what, I would. Absolutely, give up all my Lakers gear, and I would quit my fandom if they said no to Russell Westbrook for Franz Wagner one for one. So assuming money's not an issue, if we ever did that, I would I would stop being a Magic. I'm just,
0: just did, being real. I would. And this know. list is so weird. So people that um, the first few ahead of Franz is Norman Powell, Joe Harris, Bogdan, PJ Tucker. What? Vooch, Batum. Herbert but Jones. Jones, but <laughs> Porzingis—he uh, doesn't have any legs either.
2: So once Kyle
0: again, Kuzma,
2: guys, what they, eighty-two. Kyle Kuzma. I think the, what uh, we're I'll finding out is, I think we're finding out that, again people don't watch the Magic, and it's okay. Yeah. We, they haven't had reason to. We've been tanking. We've been losing a lot of games. But man, I really hope this year. We'll, we're about to talk about this upcoming season here in a few minutes. But I really hope that people watch the Magic a little more, especially this national media people that have the audacity to the articles like this because man enough yeah. for nothing is embarrassing and and let's not even forget about nba 2k by the way those ratings are oh. horrible and don't make any sense but again 2k doesn't watch the magic either they got giddy ra- uh rated higher than franz doesn't make any sense but it is what I it saw
1: is. they like they gave, they gave Jalen suggs the same perimeter defensive rating as like i think Lamelo ball like they both had like a 79- 79 <laughs> i'm like you guys don't even bother. Like, like <laughs> to think about, like, th- this wouldn't even be that long of a process to watch and be like, okay, Jalen Suggs has really good defensive stats. Maybe let's up his defensive stats. Like, it nah. takes two seconds to work.
2: You know, lately I've been listening to a lot of NBA podcasts trying to get ready for the new NBA season, and it's been great. One reason it's been so great is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit these earbuds are comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. Raycons are also priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. If you want the best sound quality out there at an affordable price, make sure you get yourself some Raycon's Everyday Earbuds. To get yours today, go to buyraycon.com and use code TBPN15 to get 15% of your Raycon order. That's code TBPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Once again, that is buyraycon.com and use code. TVPN fifteen.
0: Yeah. So good old, good old top one hundred list. Hey, they give people like us something to talk about. Gives people like you guys something to listen to. Whether you agree or don't agree, it could be worse. They could have not mentioned anyone i Magic. magic. Is There's always something True. obscure
1: though. They always got like the most random role players ahead of like some all stars or something. It's like like they do that for and they do that purposely. We know. This.
0: Yeah. Yeah. ESPN. all right jumping into our um our our season preview so just to do a quick little recap this offseason although according to some people you you could argue man the magic really didn't do a whole lot but i would argue they did a whole lot so first and foremost the biggest move the orlando magic did this offseason is obviously getting the number one pick it's a big deal Mm -hmm. drafting paulo surprising the whole entire world Drafting Paulo with that number one, Magic ended up signing Gary, re-signing Gary Harris, Emo We ended up bringing Admiral Schofield in for a two-way, and also signed Kevin uh, Harris to an, to our secondary two-way, and then um, we let Robin Lopez go and Iggy go in free agency. So, a lot of people wanted more to be done, right? My argument that I've had is, man, if we didn't have Gary Harris, and Bamba previously on on this roster before. And these were brand-new signings that we did in free agent. People are saying, man, what a masterclass in free agency. Like, that was that was a really, really good pickup. I think that one of the biggest highlights that that people are going to really learn to appreciate is Mo Bamba this offseason. Regardless of how you feel about him, regardless of what you think about his motor, I think that him signing the contract that he signed to come back to Orlando, because I that was – one of the biggest surprises to me, I thought he was he was gone. That was it. We we're gonna let him walk and and that was that. But I think that you bring him in with the contract that he signed with the understanding that we're not expecting this man to be to be our starting five. We're not we we're not expecting for him to be an all-star. You're you're gonna get a player that in some capacities will will hustle, maybe not hustle in the way that you want him to, but he's gonna be able to stretch a floor he still has that length and that wingspan. He's his continuity with, with the team. And he's somebody that I feel comfortable with stepping in in the event that Wendell Carter does go down because we know that Wendell, you know, he's not the, the healthiest person in the world when it comes to, you know, avoiding injuries. But Kieran, I'll, I'll ask you first, looking back, are we satisfied with the roster heading into this new season?
1: I, I mean, I think we are. I, w- I would definitely be like, to I, w- I would be comfortable saying that that's, probably the safest offseason we've had in a long time because over the years we just keep changing 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 or we're just getting worse and worse this feels like we're taking a step in the right direction slowly moving back up towards okay we're building we really have our core set like we know who the core players are we know who we want to keep around and what's really intriguing about the Mobamba deal is like that's super team friendly and he's making like 11 mil a year so the fact that he's willing to stay and and to take this money to knowingly be a role player even as like a former sixth overall pick he knows that he is just here because he he is going to contribute in the ways that he does contribute is it's valuable to the team he knows that that he, we're not looking like you said we're not looking to make him all star we're not focusing on his internal development as a, a player to become a star we have players to do that like like i said there's always a formula you pick two players In this case, I hope the Magic pick Paolo and Franz, and you build around. and you build the right pieces. And like you said, I think that people are going to really appreciate Mo for his skill set more. Now that he comes off the bench, we'll see how valuable his rim protection is. Um, Playing around, maybe he'll have some minutes with Paolo. He'll share minutes with Paolo. We'll see just how much gravity his shooting can can bring. So that way it opens up avenues for Paolo to get to the basket easier. Paolo kicks it out, stretch the floor, pick and pop. A lot of scenarios where you can maximize his skill set. So I do think the Obama's signing is great. Gary Harris' signing is great. You guys already know how I feel about Gary Harris. Rough start to the last season, really rough start. Everyone was going for his head, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's putting up really good uh, – putting up good minutes, good numbers. He has a good veteran presence. No reason not to keep him around, especially on a team-friendly deal. And and the two ways I – like, I like that. Take a chance, send them to Lakeland, see who develops, if they can prove themselves, they get a roster spot. It's pretty simple. So I, I think it's the perfect offseason in your opinion. You know, you're not looking to sign big free agents because you're not going to be a, a, a top seed in the East. Let's like, be realistic. That's another year ahead. So I think it was the perfect offseason. Keep it internal, keep it within the team, just build from within. And I, I I think it's great.
0: Yeah, now now let's 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 dial it back a little bit. The Magic have already suffered some injuries and in, in the season hasn't even started yet. Um you know, Mo, Mo Wagner, we're looking at Gary Harris. Um, Al, if you had a $1,000 in your pocket right now and you were to put down a $1,000 wager on this team, for the most part, staying healthy after season, after season, after season, dealing with these injuries, um, are, are you winning that wager? Do you do you honestly see this team now integrating back Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, who just, got done with his surgery not too long ago, but should be ready by training camp. Um, do you see this team being able to have a healthy season finally?
2: I think they have to, right? So we've we've gone through, what, two years, three years maybe, where health is an issue, mainly highlighted by J.I. on force but then we have Markel go down to last year we missed a lot of the season. Um, Jalen Sucks missed a lot of the season. So I th- the fan in me, of course, wants to see the team healthy. I think it's time that we see that. I think it's time that we see what do we have out there. Is the product that we put together good enough to compete at the NBA level? But most importantly, like I mentioned, who are going to be our key guys? Who are going to be the guys that we can carry forward, bring free agents in, and kind of build around those guys? I think that's what the season is all about. Because I forget, starting next season, we the Magic do have money to spend. They can make some decisions around adding some more talent to the young guys that we have um so we have to have that health component be a major factor for us we gotta stay healthy um hard to answer that question right because we're only what an ankle sprain away from changing this entire answer and we're back (laughs) to tanking again but if you ask me i think we've made some changes in the staff that was announced this week we brought in some new medical people um we need this year to be different we need to stay healthy we gotta see the guys that gotta be on the court stay on the court um that's going to be the key for us. If that doesn't happen, we're back to square one. And don't be surprised if that is the case. And we're talking about tanking again come April, which, again, that's the last thing we want to hear in Orlando right now.
0: Yeah, and I and I think that, you know, ho- hopefully we're trending in that in that direction because, damn it, the Magic deserve it. They, they've suffered, you know, injuries. We led the NBA with injuries for not just one but a couple seasons. And, you know, it. you're hoping, you always go into the season hoping that that, that, that is the case. Now, something to be excited about is, you know, our rookies that are now kind of going into their second year. You got Franz, you got Jalen, um, but not, not just the players, but also Coach Moles. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys had a chance to, to listen to, you know, the pod squad with, with Moles. If you listen to that interview compared to the very first interview with, with the pod squad, we're, we're hearing two completely different people. Yeah, you, you're yeah. hearing a more confident most, a more assertive most. I think that um, seeing him coach in his second year where you're not worrying about getting to know the guys and, and getting to know your flow, I, I think him being able to have the ability to go in, this is my expectations, you guys already know what I'm about, this is what we're going to work on, we're going to hold you guys to these expectations. I think that you're you're we're now going to be able to really see the reason why we brought him in, which is to be able to develop these guys. And I, and I think that that's going to be one of the, one of the heights that we're going to be able to see with coach Mose in this team. Um, how excited, um, and Kieran, I'll give this to you. How excited are you to be able to see coach Moss in the second season and to be able to see Franz coming off of Euro league and, and hopefully a healthy Jalen Suggs where, you know, most people and not just the fan base, but publicly most people really weren't impressed with them last year.
1: Yeah, they wrote him off. Um, I, I think the the one I'm most excited to probably see is Jalen Suggs is to him, see him take that leap. We already know he's a great defensive player and we already know that Franz is gonna be great. I I I feel like I have this like this feeling, you know, Franz is already gonna do his thing. He's going to have an increase in points per game, he's gonna have an increase in touches because Moes can see that. If you listen to that pod squad, you know that he he can see that talent, you know, and, and he's instead of going from oh, I'm just gonna take it step by step. I'm going to learn with this team. He has a vision. He he has a vision set out for this team right now and you can tell he's on he's he's focused on it. He wants he knows what he wants and he's going to get it this year because he's like you said he's a completely different person from the first year. He learned a lot. So I'm just excited to see that dynamic between okay, you went from a rookie coach going in here with no experience basically except assistant coaching and you're going in here and you're leading this team and although they had a very rough record you can tell there was a lot of internal development. You saw Wendell Carter play like an all-star for a good second half of the season. So, but I, I mean, obviously those are given. I feel like the, the Franz development, coach Mo's being a a lot more poised as a coach. I think that's kind of given that just happens with time, but with Jalen Suggs, I feel like people are going to wake up with him. You know, they're going to start to see, you know, this, this guy has real, real potential at which they didn't get to see a lot. He only played 48 games and the shooting that's not as much of a concern as people really make it to be. That's an outlier shooting season. You know, you don't see shooting seasons like that for NBA players at all in general. It was very poor. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was very, very poor. But that's not going to happen again, especially when you have a training staff. You have a whole offseason to focus on it. You finally have your your career set where he was playing football and basketball at the same time. Now he's really going basketball full time, 82 games a season. and He's taking it step by step. And a lot of rookies just hit that hit that road uh, hit that bump in the road. You just it, it's tough. It's a it's a it's a pretty tough wall to get over. But I'm I'm just excited to see him wake up those people. A lot of people wrote him off. We know he's great defensively, but the offense is you know guaranteed to improve. It's just to what to what extent are we going to see a 32% from three? Are we going to still see you know 25% from three? I I'm hoping that it can really improve because it looks like he's been putting work in the offseason. I'm just i'm just excited to see to what extent his improvement is going to be because it's definitely going to happen
2: what's going on magic fans the nfl action is in full swing here at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl we're talking about touchdowns big plays and even bigger wins new customers can bet just five dollars on any nfl team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do if that's not enough Everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day, all season long. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Yeah, he's going to have a lot of competition. You got Cole Anthony that's going to be fine for that two guard spot next to Markel. You got RJ Hampton that he really didn't have an impressive showing at all uh, during the summer league. But you know there, there was talks about you know him really working on him wanting to work on certain aspects of his game, and a lot of people are just saying, man, our RJ Hampton is not that guy. I still think that there's potential there, but he's going to be someone else that's going to be uh, fighting to to be able to show you know what he's got um, and. Terrence Ross is is somebody that, you know, you really don't know what you're going to get, how long he's going to be on the team for. You really you really don't know. The injury of Gary Harris allows for there to be more opportunity. Um, But I think that this is a very, very important year for Jalen Suggs now kind of transitioning into our Vegas predictions. So the Vegas predictions right now through DraftKings is that the Magic would win 26 and a half games. All right? Rotowire.com predictions for the Magic is that the Magic will end the season 29-53. and They would land in the 13th seed in the East. They would miss the playoffs. And that Foltz is firmly in the most improved playoff race, or excuse me, most improved player race. Um, Al, what are you thinking about those predictions? Um, when, it, when it comes to the magic record, because we've had this conversation numerous times where we really, there's such a, a large gap of where the magic, like we know that the magic are talented enough to where they could surprise a lot of people the same way that the calves were able to do Evan Mobley. But what are, what are you thinking? Uh, do you agree with these predictions? I'm
2: thinking it's more in that 29.53 record range. If you were to ask me, I think 26 and a half is way too low. So if, if I'm betting on DraftKings, I'm betting the over on that. Um, but I will say where I'm debating myself is to the magic, you know, make the play in do they make the playoffs? Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be dependent again on health. That's the number one thing for the team. So looking at these predictions, I do think the 29 53 seems like a realistic record. If things were to go south a bit, I can kind of see that being the, the top for the magic. Um, missing the playoff. Unfortunately, that could also be a reality. But the one that I'm the most excited about is Markel Foles truly being, you know, in that most improved, play, uh, most improved player race by the end of the season. Um, we've heard about this before numerous times, but, I mean, we saw the impact that this kid can have on this team. Last year when he came back, and he actually played significant minutes, the lift that he gave this team. So if he can actually do that consistently, again, back to being healthy, that's, that's going to be the key for him. I can definitely see him there. I can see him being one of the best point guards in the NBA, setting up the table for, again, Paolo, Wendell, Franz. He's got dudes around him now that can make him better also. So that's the one that I'm kind of highlighting the most. I think that is really the one that has the most um, reality, of being a reality here based on what Rotterwire uh, is saying. But record-wise, I don't know. I guess we'll go back to that towards the end of our predictions here. But I do think 29.53 is a realistic record for the Magic, assuming a few things go wrong throughout the season.
0: Um I mean I it's I I hope like I really I I think that Magic would be able to crack 30 but I think that that's also if everything goes right if everyone is healthy if our players are developing if the integration of Jonathan Isaac um really is is impactful I think a lot of things need to go their way because let's be honest also like we know that there were times where the Magic lost not because of the players but because of the front office from decisions of maybe extending um, players not playing due to injuries, like we we know that the integration of of you know our 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 G League players that we brought in all season long, we know that that had something to do with it. So I feel confident in knowing that we're gonna win more than twenty two games. But can the Magic really make that big of a leap? Can Paulo really make that big of an impact? I think that all those things are are really important. Now, Kieran, when it comes to the Magic starting lineup, we feel confident Markel is going to be the starting point guard, right?
1: Yep. feel yep, pretty confident.
0: We feel pretty confident that Franz will be our, our starting three-man, right? Pretty
1: confident. Uh, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's, pretty, um, it's pretty obvious.
0: It would be a wild universe if the Magic didn't start their number one pick, right? That, that'd, be, that'd be pretty crazy, right? Starting Paolo at four. Or not exactly. starting him? That'd be that'd be pretty wild. And then we're all we're all pretty confident that Wendell Carter would would kind of hold down that that five spot. Now, when it comes to the shooting guard position, the Magic could go in a lot of different directions. Me personally, I was expecting, and I also, if I was a betting man, um, I I thought it would have been Gary Harris at least to start the season, not to end the season, but to start the season. Gary Harris is obviously out of the question due to his injury. Karen, who are you putting in that two spot when it comes to starting? Next to Markel Foles,
1: uh, that's so. Like the fact that this is a question because we have so much talent on our plate is like that. They, there's so much to to judge off. There's, you have to question Suggs' shooting, his ability to space the floor. Obviously, the two options I'm talking about here are Suggs and Cole, right? I don't think there's really other much debate. Terrence Ross is not really in the equation. I think it's going to come down to who's made the most strides um, in their their low their areas of weakness. Who's shown the most in practice? Obviously, all of this is going to come under Jamal Mosley's uh, judgment. So we all know that he's not exactly afraid to start rookies, to start people who have, have just proved themselves in practice. Franz and Suggs were starting day one. I'm mean, not, obviously, maybe not because of, you know, he chose that because he felt obligated to just because we didn't have a lot of talent back then. But now we do. I think out of the two that we're talking about, Suggs and Cole, if I'm a betting man, I'll say Suggs starts just because the defense is just so crucial and you kind of have to bank on the fact that he's going to improve offensively. When you're going in this trajectory, you need uh, a guard that is at least somewhat um, competent in, in a lot of fields offensively. And I think that you can see him play as like that secondary playmaker, that connector, you know, sort of like an Alonzo ball role where you may not be facilitating the offense uh, play by play, but you're going to be running it, you know, a decent amount of times because this team needs that connector playmaker. Um, Cole is is a fine playmaker himself. I really love Cole's game, man. Like there's a lot of things I can compliment about Cole's game, but to, to, to put him in in a specific role in this scenario, I feel like he works really good as a six man. I know he's very vocal about not wanting to be a six man on on Twitter. I've seen that, that he just, he sees it as, okay, I'm going to prove myself. I'm a starter. And I think a lot of us last year were confident that he would never be in this conversation to start the season. But as time goes by, you know, he starts to cool down a little bit. We start to see the struggles. You know, it's a real question now. And Markel coming back and being as great of a player as he was, that definitely didn't help his case at all. So you have Cole uh, as, for me, I I definitely would put him as that sixth man. I know he, he probably wouldn't be up for it, but I would put him as a sixth man and have him play that Tyler Hero role, you know good combo guard can take the ball at the floor can play make a little bit but mainly there for scoring you've got to score in bunches and and to put up you know maybe around 16 17 a game you know we might see him in six man of the year conversations so I think that's probably the best bet is to, to have Cole run your offense be your six man rely on him to disbeast on second units and have Suggs be out there mainly for his defense and banking on his offensive improvements as a starter I think that's probably my my safest bet
0: yeah, I think that it would be very, very difficult to believe that the f- starting lineup that we have in the beginnings of the season will be the same starting lineup that we'll we'll see in the in the middle and, and towards the end. I think that there's going to be a lot of competition. I think that that's going to be that's great. Like we we want that. Um, I, I think that that shooting guard position really is up to grabs. Can Jalen Suggs really, you know, be lethal from behind the arc? Can we see an improvement there? Can we see an improvement defensively from Cole Anthony? Can Cole Anthony be consistent? on the offensive end. And if he's not starting, can he still bring that, that firepower off the bench? So then, Al, that kind of leads me to, to the next question. Who do you think would lead the bench in terms of, of scoring? Who would be that, that firepower off the bench?
2: I think if you're trying to win games, a guy you got to think of right away is Terrence Ross, right? guy has done it before. So, you know, it's a guy that's going to come off, off the bench and and fire right away. Open looks. He's going to take the shot. But, if we're thinking about the fact that Cole Anthony may be coming up the bench, let's assume that is a scenario. I can also see Cole Anthony being that guy simply because he is going to get a ton of minutes. So one thing that I think Coach mostly is going to get in his head is the fact that, hey, you may not be starting. You're not going to be announced as a starter when, you know, introductions are happening when the game starts. But you will play 25, 30, 35 minutes a night coming off the bench. So because of that, he's going to have the opportunities to shoot the ball plenty. We know he's aggressive. He loves to, you know, score the ball. So if that is the case, I can see Cole Anthony leading the team off the bench and scoring. Um, another guy to think about, too, J.I. If he does come back and he is healthy enough and he gets enough minutes, hey, it's the J.I. that we saw the bubble back. It's that guy that's going to be aggressive and take the open shot and attack the basket. If that J.I. is the one that we get, don't be surprised. If he is back in Apollo initially, but he assumes that role of a guy that's going to actually score the ball and be a creator, not just a guy that's in the corner. Taking the open shot, so in my opinion, it'll be Cole Anthony. But don't be surprised if Gi is that guy too.
0: I I think that our second unit is going to be fun to watch. I think that a lot of teams are they're going to have issues with with the fact that you know our our teams. Are, yeah, we're young, but we're we're talented. The second unit is going to look like if it's what I'm expecting: Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross. You're going to have Mobamba. You're going to have Bobo, maybe. No, maybe, maybe, maybe. John, Jonathan, I like, you're going to have these guys coming off the bench, RJ Hampton, you're going to have these guys like ready to, to put in work. So it's like next man, next man up, Chuma, how are we not talking about Chuma? Like, I know people are quite, people have questions about his, his jump shot and people are like, what is this guy doing? But this, this is someone that we're, we're expecting to have another really, really good season. Like there's, there's a lot of bullets in the chamber, like, I yeah. I think that people are really really going to sleep on this team, and I think that the Magic are going to be able to make noise. And I think that that should be kind of the factor that we know the Magic are will have a successful season. can they make the noise? So the biggest question of the season preview is: Will the Magic make the play-in tournament? Like, is this is this the year, or are we tanking for a? win banana nana. no like no, no 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 are we are we doing are we really doing that for, or for are we we banana nana. <laughs> right. i still can't pronounce it man i i you're refuse to best. do any you're trying your I'm, best. I'm, I'm i'm refusing i'm refusing to do any research on on this upcoming draft class i'm focusing on the season All right um, so is it the playing tournament or win banana nana? playing i
1: got playing. I, I don't Oof. see. Uh, I look I look at how much talent we have, and I know it's, it's it's controversial. I said like before, like you can expect if things go wrong, expect to tank right away because it's not like we don't have the facilities to tank. We we're not near a, a high playoff caliber team. we we know that, but the playing is probably the most realistic avenue for this team. If we're, if we're being real, a lot of, a couple teams got worse in the East. If we're not forgetting that, you know, you got Charlotte got a lot worse. I, I'm thinking they're looking to tank. LaMelo is not looking too happy there. I know there's some issues there. Um, Detroit's still bad. Indy's gotten way worse. So you have these teams that are just getting worse and worse and we're getting better and better. What's stopping us? Oh, Washington, they're bad. You have these teams that they're, they're around that same level. We are, why not us? You know, why can't we be at that 10 spot at the very least? Why not make a jump to nine? Why not make a jump to eight? Because when you look at it, like you were talking about, Anthony, our second unit is going to be really fun. They have more talent on that second unit when you have Cole, you have Terrence Ross, Chumo Kiki, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. That's a better lineup than our starting lineup was like half the season last year. We had Tim Frazier and, and, you know, all these other players that we didn't recognize. They were running our starting five for a good chunk of the season. And that was our starting five. And, and a lot of our issues last year, our starters were great. Like they had so many stats to back it up, and our bench was the real pitfall for us. The bench. Now that our bench is really good, our starters are pretty good. There's a lot you can say about. Okay, this team just saw one of its biggest weaknesses. Like, like you said, we were we do great, and then when our bench goes in, we give up these horrible runs, and it's like, wow, that game was in our hands. We had it, and you just give it up because you have to sub out players. They get tired. You know, it happens. The the thing is is there's just too much talent i look at this team and there's too much talent for them to fail like consistently fail 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 over unless it's blatant taking that's the only avenue in which i'd say okay yeah they're not going to be a playoff team because they're blatantly taking because there's some ulterior motive that we don't know about that maybe they have their eyes really dead set on on one banana or one one banana nana right we that, might man. we might not to know stick. these things behind the scenes, <laughs> but the thing is 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 there's too much talent on this team, and if they really do try, they really put a lot of effort. And uh, obviously, the players have, and Coach Moses has been very vocal about it. It's in the post squad. He said that's his main goal is to win. You know, you're not looking at internal development. That's the main goal. You know, get these players looking good. No, you want to win. And if this team is at full strength, assuming no horrible injuries, nothing crazy happens, no big downfalls. That's a play in team. And I'm not I'm not being a homer when I say that they are really a, a talented team. So I think playing is very realistic.
0: Oh, so you're you're thinking that just one more year, one more year of tanking? I don't think tanking.
2: I just think that, unfortunately, we may fall a little bit short. I do expect this team to take a leap. Um, we won what, 22 games last year. I wouldn't be surprised if we win 32 this year. Like we saw in the standings last season, though the team that actually made the plane had won forty-two games. So for us to kind of get to that level, it would require us to win approximately eighteen to twenty games more to be in that conversation. If we go based on last year's standings, listen, I'll be the first one in line to say I would love to see the Magic host a playing tournament game here in Orlando. I would be their first guy buying tickets. I just fear that we're not quite there yet. If the team is healthy, if everything goes as planned. It, it, it could happen. It really could. But I just don't know if we're quite there yet. I think we're maybe one year away from that, that major leap to actually make it in that conversation. And we need a little bit of help, too. I think we have some great talent, but we still need shooting in the team. Some nights shooting is going to hurt us. Um, so, again, if everyone makes a major leap, Jalen sucks. J.I. is healthy. Mark takes a step forward. Wendell's even better. And all that kind of happens in the same season. Hey, that's special. We'll definitely be in the playoffs. But if something goes wrong, thinking about health, thinking about maybe that improvement not happening with some guys, I think you'll see a, a leap, just not quite enough to make it to the
0: tournament. But what about you, Anthony? What do you think? Um, so when it, when it comes to, you know, let's, let's fast forward into the draft this upcoming season, right? It's after the season. It, it's important to remember that we, we have that Chicago Bulls pick. Like it's important. It's really important because we just got a report that Lonzo Ball is going to have to go through another surgery. He's not going to be ready by training camp. Some days he feels good, some days he doesn't, and we saw the way that that team collapse towards the back end of the season with the injuries of um, of Caruso, Lonzo Ball, and and really them just you know being able to only have Vucin and DeRozan like they it, that didn't they didn't function well, and I think that. I, I'm okay with with, like I hope Chicago tanks. <laughs> like that, that, I hope that's I, hope, I, hope, I hope they tank,
1: right? There, there's there's you, you want to beat them to the punch. Like you know that this team is getting worse, and the the top ended East is only getting better. We could take their spot, and we're Correct. still going to get a lottery pick out of it. I, so
0: I, exactly. So kick them while they're down. Like we don't want them to be too bad because it is a protected pick. But <laughs> we we want to be able to take their spot and push them down, and we we're still in a really really good position. And I, I think that going it is so crucial for this team going into um, the season that there, there's not a plan with the front office to to keep players out and, and to not not perform like this. This has to be the season where, all right, let's really see what we have. Let's let's try to win as many games as possible. This isn't the time to to experiment to the extent of being OK with losing games. Like let's let's have them play meaningful basketball, and I think this is the season to do it because one, you don't want to set the the wrong expectations with Paolo. Like Paolo is is your your cornerstone. He's he's your what you're expecting to be your franchise player for for years to come. You want him to feel as if, man, this is this is what we're growing. We're 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 going to be this team. We're already competing, and all we did was just draft me. That's That's it. Now imagine what they're able to do when once they start saying, okay, Paolo works really well with this player. I really like this dynamic. This game works best. And then you can make adjustments through trade, through free upcoming free agency for next season when the Magic do have a lot of money. Then you can really see and then plug and play with whatever you get from the draft in, in Chicago. So I think that. Uh, when balama llama shouldn't be anywhere near our our conversation at all that might be the name of the episode <laughs> yeah. no, that's
1: i might that's i
0: might part. have to convince out that might be the name <laughs> when banana nana um <laughs> <laughs> so now now Kieran, we're we're gonna do some rapid fire all right i'm gonna ask you a couple questions rapid fire you tell me the first thing that comes to mind all right you ready go ahead will jonathan Isaac play more than 50 games no Will he be a starter at any point during the season? Yes. Will Jalen Suggs shoot more than 32% from three-point range? Yes. Will Markell Foles average more than nine assists per game? No. Wendell Carter Jr. continues to improve. Will he have a better season?
1: Yes, all-star. Will
0: Paulo Bancaro win Rookie of the Year? Yes. Yeah, Did you, I I read something online. I don't know if it's real. Is that a is, it, is that a Bamba or Bancaro? It's a Bamba. I was gonna make you prove it, bro. I
1: was gonna make you prove
0: it. Um, I read somewhere. I don't know if it's real that Bobo is eligible to win Rookie of the Year. That he he would be considered yes. a rookie.
2: I read that too. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a, a curb on and added one. Um, does Bobo? Win a rotational spot. Is he a contributor?
1: Yes, yes. And can can I go a little further on this one? Go a little further, please elaborate. Um, like we were talking about with with Gary Harris being out, with you know that that second unit, you have a sort of a weakness when it comes to that three spot, three and four alternating between. You got Ji there, and like I said, I don't know how reliable that's going to be. There's a real solid chance Paul Bull, Bull gets a. a rotational spot and i'm not talking just like you know garbage time i'm talking 15 minutes a game and we could really see improve himself like this the kid has talent we've seen on uh t ross one on his podcast and said something like this he's doing like some crazy stuff in practice just going crazy on everyone talking a lot of trash just being this insane unicorn player that everyone wanted him to everyone saw and everyone wanted him to be and when you give him a real chance to to flourish with a group of young guys this is a perfect environment for him I see no reason why he can't overtake Chuma Okiki's spot in the rotation, why he can't overtake, you know, so and so spot in the rotation. Because at the end of the day, no one's spot is safe unless you're a, a star. Because everyone's fighting for your job. Everyone's fighting to take your spot. Everyone's fighting to take your minutes. If Bol Bol really works hard at it. if Bol, Bol really presents himself in practice. We see the crazy stuff that he does in his highlights. There's no reason for him not to be playing 15 to 20 minutes a game as a bench contributor. So, R- rookie of the Year, no, I'm not going to go that far. But all rookie teams, second team, you never know. It's there. It's there. It's a possibility. So, yeah, I think he can be a contributor. I think he can be a, a, a bench player, like a, a real rotational player. Hot take? I think the totally. only way that happens
2: is if there are some significant injuries. So you may have <laughs> Chuma out, and then you have J.I. out, and then you got to <laughs> play ball ball. But, it, I mean, trust me, I would love for that to happen, I just don't understand how you would play him again over a guy like Chuma, who's kind of been building on his on his game. Ji, something's gonna happen for that to happen. Yeah. Whether it's a trade, something's gonna happen. But um, I don't know. That's an interesting take for sure.
1: I got my hot takes, I, bro. I got to put it out there.
0: It, if it happens, we're talking documentaries. We're talking oh, about. Yeah. Uh, bobbleheads in the arena we're, we're talking <laughs> it's, it's, it's about arlen major sanity. it's
1: arlen sanity we got-
0: <laughs> major exposure we're we're espn they're they're having a conversation on the first thing like how the hell did they allow bobo to be on this team <laughs> like this it, bobo to me has this dynamic about him where he was expected to be really up there and then it just didn't pan. it didn't pan out but you're not surprised it didn't pan out right yeah but he has he has his this thing about him that if if he's able to break through, is it's going to be insane. It's going to go viral. The, like the minute the minute that he's in the actual game and he does anything, crossover, step back, three point shot, nails it. It's going viral, hundred I mean, I mean, percent. House of Highlights, Bleacher Report, everywhere.
1: Bro, he was doing that in garbage time games in the bubble. Correct. And it was still on, on Bleacher Report. It was still all over the place. And if you so put now, him in a real game setting. Dude.
2: So now you guys get why the Magic didn't draft Chet. We already have Chet <laughs> in our team. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you we go. have Chet. He was just using <laughs> a little time in the oven. That's it. That's it. So wait,
2: I'm going to improvise a quick question, Anthony, before we wrap up. I know we, we're almost done here with time, but one final question for you. Best magic player this season. When you look back at the end of the year, who had the best season, the most impact on this team, who's that guy?
0: Uh you you automatically like you hope you hope that it's Paolo. Like that's number one pick. You're that's why you draft him. You hope that it's him. Um but it's it's hard for me. Like if if I'm gonna put money on it, it's hard for me not to say Franz. Ooh. I think I think that Franz is is you draft like when we drafted him, we drafted him be like the, the notion that was sold was that, you know, he's not, he's not a player that needs to have the ball in his hand. He he can, he can move without the ball. He can impact the game without physically having the ball in his hand. But man, that dude creates magic with the ball in his hand. No pun intended. Like he can do anything and everything on the court. if, If he needs to step back, if he needs to take control more, like you feel comfortable with him doing that. I think that, Paulo will end up being the best player um, towards the end of the season. I think that you know in, in the beginning, I think there's going to be an adjustment. Um, I could be completely wrong, but I think that Franz is is at the very least you're guaranteed. You know exactly what you're getting. You're saying this about a sophomore. You're saying this from a player that only has one NBA season under his belt, and he took Euro basketball by storm. Yeah, and yeah. he's changing the way people are are viewing the Orlando Magic like. And this this dude can really play, so that that would be France would be my pick for sure. On that note, man, what an episode! Season preview. We're only like we're less than a month away from Orlando Magic basketball. It's going to be insane. So many different dynamics. So many different stories that can come out of this basketball season. Um, we're really excited. Uh, Orlando Magic HQ that we're we're going to be representing at media day. Um, Alan Kieran will be out there representing. So a lot to look forward to. Um, if you haven't already checked out our articles, Kieran does a really, <clears> really good job along with Jay and our boy Luke. Um, if you're if you haven't seen it, if you have any chance to review it, Orlando Um, a lot of a lot of great great work. Kieran, I appreciate you joining us. KP20 Magic. If you're not already following, make sure you yes, do sir. so. Season preview, it's a wrap. On that note, catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone podcast, The Voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando magic news and updates follow us on Twitter at the ozone Pod and on Instagram at OrlandomagicHQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.